trying to figure out people. Why am I the greatest combat athlete of all time? And my feet don't touch the dumb floor. What's wrong with you guys? 6'8", all that muscle, what's up? I'm out here with the future heavyweight champ in Bellator, Tyrell Fortune. The future pending to be the light heavyweight champ, Yuri Provashka. And we got coach in here. Anyways, if size matter, then that means the giraffe would be the king of the jungle. But it ain't. You guys can all do me a favor and bend the knee to King Triple C. <laughs> Triple C! <laughs> How... How narcissistic am I, Shmo, that I love to laugh at my own things and loving it. I don't know what's better. Which boy band's better, you or Habib Islam? Pull up that picture when they're all in the hot tub, man. You're trying to one-up them in the sauna. <laughs> Who's got a better boy band? That's the better question. <laughs> How did Yuri react to that? Because it seems like a non-Yuri martial artist thing to do there. Yeah, no, Yuri's uh, Yuri's sipping on that cringe, man. Yuri is literally sipping on that cringe. Mo. He likes it. He sees the genius behind the cringe. And, you know, there's nothing like some, some brotherhood, man. If you choose to be whatever, that's on you. You know, the triple C, triple C is comfortable in his own stamp skin. That's right, in skin indeed. At least those guys had some underwear on. Those guys were just with towels. You're all wearing towels, man. I love the cringe. <laughs> on brand, baby, on brand. Yeah, heck yeah. And with that... Just, an just, a, just another Monday, Schmo. Just another Monday for us. Just another Monday. And with that said, welcome back to the Triple C and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. My co-host has an Olympic gold medal. The two-division champion, also known as the king of cringe, Mr. Henry Cejudo. What's up, Schmo? Let's get this bar rolling because time is money and money is time. Oh, yeah. And let's start off with the gold medal moment. No secret, you've been training with Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie. He's at least a week into the great state of Arizona and fight ready. And he's been training with you, Triple C. The Schmo may have gotten the first interview with him, but uh, he only had one training session with you. But now he's all in, seems to be buying the cringe. And uh, listen, man. What's it like with Zombie being in part of fight camp with that man? Well, it's cool, Shmo. I don't, I'm not sure if you're noticing like the little slash that I got on my forehead here. Can, can you guys Look step that. it up here? Yeah, man, the Korean Zombie ain't that nice, man. I'm giving, I'm giving him the, that Bokanovsky look. I'm giving him all those kicks that he does, all the little fakes and setups that he does. So we're really, we're ready for whatever Zombie's going to bring to the table. Like, really, are we, we're mimicking him now, but we also know that there's another guy that could potentially come out. So there's a bunch, so there's a couple game plans put in place, but either one, Schmo, we will execute. So he's bought into the cringe. He's bought into the cringe. He sees a genius behind the cringe. Uh, we got a game plan set forth with him. I'm literally training with him every single day, Schmo. I'm literally with him every single day, doing his warm-up, doing the play rounds with him, coaching him along. So, like, like even with this fight, and which I didn't do with, with Davison, and I, I did a, a little bit with Wei Li. I was more of the coach in their sense, but with, with, with the Korean zombie, I mean, we're also going to find some, you know, some overgrown midgets. So, you know, it's hard to mimic and find people that look like Volkanovsky. So happens to be, you know, I just happen to be a slight taller than Volkanovsky. So I'm getting them those exact 
insane looks and uh so far so good man but i tell you what schmo i'm gonna tell you, you guys heard it here first the korean zombie is bring bringing that overgrown midget's head to fight ready and i am gonna literally feast on it here at my house I, i'm telling you man we are on it he is on it. He's following the game plan. We're continuing to keep rehearsing the things that may happen in the fight. And this is literally going to be Zombie 2.0. We've seen it with Wade Lee. We've seen it with Davidson Pareto. I mean, we're seeing it with all these athletes that, that touch the hands of Triple C. You guys will hear and you. So will you be in his corner right there in Jacksonville, USC 273? Uh, you you betcha. You. You, know, you know, you betcha. I'm going to be there. Or, you know, it, it depends. But... I will be in this corner. You will be in the corner? What would it depend on? It'll it'll depend on, honestly, my baby. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. My newborn. Do you, do you guys hear the little tinkle, tinkle, little star? I don't know if you guys are able to catch that, but I apologize if, if so. No but need. Yeah, man, it all depends. You know, I'm a family man, Schmo. I, if I do end up going, like, I only go the last two days. But also, this, it's like the same thing that I told Davidson for great. I was like, hey, guys. I says, hey, Davidson, just know that when I land and you see me, just know that it's business time. It's time to eat. I'm, I don't like being there the whole five week, honestly. I've done that shit before. I'm not, honestly, even being a coach or being a, 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 a counselor, like I like, like, like I like to call myself, I kind of fell into it because through experience, because I'm smart because I've been there before and I have a great, I have a gift of teaching. I have a, a gift of dissecting people and really getting to people, whether it's, whether it's the mind, the body or the science. So, you know, this stuff, like at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to be fighting. If I do arrive, I'm going to be arriving on Friday, Saturday, we go out and we, and we win. They, they know it's going to be business time. Last question on the sparring situation, because Habib acknowledged that you gained a little weight there during that first Eagle FC promotion here in the United States. But so Triple C, man, sparring with this guy, being at the weight that you're at, how does it feel weight-wise sparring with the Korean zombie? Oh, it's good. It's good. We're, uh, you know, he's, he's a slight, he's just a bit heavier than me. But the speed that I'm bringing, the wrestling that, I, that, that I'm bringing, Volkanovski, you can't find a better training partner for Zombie than the Triple C, soon to be C4. You cannot find it because I'm giving him that exact same look. I've studied Volkanovski so much, you know, I'm starting to, I'm starting to even carry, I'm, I'm even starting to carry his damn Mazarism. Hey, mate, you want to go fetch some fish, mate? All right, well. Listen, we're not trying to create any controversy here, and we're not saying you're going to go fight Zombie, but if Zombie wins, Volkanovski's no longer the champion of the featherweight division. Do you still have interest in fighting for the featherweight title if there's a champion that's not Alexander Volkanovski? The Korean Zombie better watch his back. All right, well, you heard it here first. That might change later on, but to this date right now, this week, February, the end of February, you heard it here first from Triple C himself. Let's move on to this week's silver medal moment. When we did the show last week, we watched Israel Adesanya pick apart and beat Robert Whitaker in the second fight. You said on the last show, Hamza Chemaev would be the rightful guy to be fighting him next. But then Israel Adesanya has been doing his media tour. Something really stuck out to this schmo. We got to play this clip on MMA fighting. Let's check it out. Play this over here. The way, you know, Peanut Head did it was just disgusting. I usually kind of express that, how we do it in our gym and the code that we have. And like I said, me and Kamaru definitely feel the same way. We just, what's the point? This is bigger than us. A lot to bigger than nobody. You know what? This ain't bigger than that damn legacy, man. 
I told Kamara Usman, if Kamara Usman doesn't do it, I got my brother Hamza Chimaev. I mean, he's got he's got two literally he's got two welterweights that are about to go to middleweight and take his damn strap. I'm still not impressed by him. He's got great striking. He's got mediocre uh, takedown defense. It's somebody, somebody, one of those two guys is, is the recipe, man. If you're gonna call my brother Ali Abdelaziz a peanut head, man. You can do me a favor, and you can bend the knee to King Triple C, too. So, he's addressing not wanting to fight Kamara Usman. Obviously, they have the connection, the African brothers. Those two, and Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion, the three kings. We brought up Habzat Chemaev. John Jones, now at heavyweight. So, it seems to be that the super fights aren't happening, but they're still the killer gorilla, Jared Cannonier and Triple C. Well, let's talk about legacy here, man. You want him to fight Usman. He doesn't want to fight Usman, but out of anyone he can fight, do you think it's a necessity that he fights Usman as a part of his legacy? Oh, of course. But it's it's more on Usman. It's not on Israel. You know, Israel's good, man. He's good. He's he's secured a, a beautiful spot. He will always be second place to Anderson Silva because you're just based on the title defenses. You wait till Chamayev comes up and beats him. And for people talking about him versus John Jones, John Jones would... Literally kill him, dude. Like literally, like John Jones would literally freaking eat this dude out without, without. You know what I'm saying? Like he would literally, he would literally eat him and spit him out. So that being said, man, that's not even a super fight. That would be a straight up execution, murder ink style. John Jones bones would absolutely kill that dude. Don't even put, don't even tag that dude's name to John Jones. Okay, but what about Usman? We'll get to John Jones later on. But what about Usman and Adesanya? If that hypothetical fight ever happened. They won't. They're not gonna fight each other. I've ta I've talked to uh, Usman plenty of times. I'm just I'm telling him like, hey man, you, you gotta you gotta separate yourself and be on another mountain, dude. And if he doesn't want to do it, then I can't put a I can't put a bullet to his head. I can't put a gun to his head. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's gonna be up to him. This is why Shmo. I'm always dedicated. I'm never loyal to myself. And check this out, Shmo. I'm never loyal to myself. I'm never loyal to my coaches. You know what I'm loyal to, Shmo? I'm loyal to my dream. And whatever it is that that dream actually needs, that's, that, this is why I become successful. So if they want to be brothers, or they don't even probably talk to each other, whatever, they have the African connection. Dude, I want to own all of Africa. I want to own all of China. I want to own up all of East Asia, all that shit, because I am a gold digger. Well, the a schmo, legacy snatcher. We understand that, Triple C, and it speaks for itself. But one thing you said is he's so far behind Anderson Silva, he's not going to chase him for the greatest middleweight of all time. The Schmo's a lot higher on Israel Adesanya, the last style bender, than you are. So let's talk about who he could fight and what he needs to do to surpass, his, to surpass Anderson Silva as the greatest middleweight of all time. Obviously, he, he gets through Canada. He won't. He won't. He won't. He okay, won't. Okay, but you know why? what could he do? What could he do? If he gets the title defenses that he needs, because Cannoneer, Hamzat Chemaev, and the guy who beat him, the one guy to beat him, not in the UFC and also not in a higher weight division, Alex Pereira, who was so impressive in his first UFC fight. I believe he's got another fight lined up, UFC fight night, March 12th against Bruno Silva. If that guy keeps going through people and he gets there and Israel defeats him, if Israel can beat Cannonier, if he can beat Hamzat and this guy, and he's right there on the door for tunnel defenses, why can't he be the greatest middleweight of all time? Why can't he surpass Anderson Silva without having to face an Usman, without having to face a John Bones Jones? 
Yeah, but but even a fight like that, even even we're talking about Alex Pereira, the guy that did beat him, not just beat him, but literally locked him out with not even Kickboxing. with feet, with hands. Yeah, with left hooks, he could be Israel right now. And I even sent I even sent him a message that listen, bro, you have a win over this dude. You can cheat the whole line if you just learn how to do this. You do this, but everybody wants to be humble. Everybody wants to be like Schmo. You know, this is why I become successful because I am low to my dream. And I just wished guys like Alex and people that can literally shortcut the line by just using that mouthpiece, he would be in within the next two fight fighter for the title. And he would become the UFC, you know, middleweight champion of the world. But they, 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 they can't all be triple C. You're truly a gold digger because I believe he trains with Glover Teixeira. You know, the guy who's facing Yuri Projaka with a light heavyweight title on the line, going through different camps, training partners. You're a gold digger, Triple C. I love gold, man, and gold loves me. But that being said, I, I think Israel, I think if Yuri does beat Glover Teixeira, I think, uh, I think Israel might want to take his chances with Yuri. He don't. He don't want. He if you if you're for whatever reason doesn't get through Glover Teixeira, that's that's a bad matchup for the style better because we saw what uh we you know we saw what the Polish nightmare did to him taking him down and and Glover Glover just what he did to the Polish nightmare that did that to Israel it's just, it's not a good matchup for him but I think if Yuri does win which he is gonna win I think he potentially go up and actually fight you know the last samurai. That'd be interesting, too, because Izzy acknowledged that he would go back up to light heavyweight. The right timing. Timing's everything. Matchups are everything. Styles make fights. His name's the Stylebender. Man, that would be fireworks. If Yuri's the champion and Stylebender's the champion, those two on the feet, Yuri and Stylebender. But you know but you know what? It doesn't matter, Schmo, because Chamayev's coming for that dude. If that, if that dude goes up to uh, light heavyweight, Chamayev will still come up to him. I do believe Chamayev is special, and I do believe Chamayev will could go up another weight class. And his style is brutal for anybody. Trust me, people, when I tell you this stuff, this dude is a real deal. And nobody's giving Gilbert Burns his fair shine. The Schmo just interviewed him, by the way. I don't want to underestimate Mr. El Dorino, Gilbert Burns, because that's the true testament against Hamzat. Hamzat beats him, then obviously all this conversation to the schmo is coming to well, light. Well, it's not just beats him, but, you know, really beats him, like makes a statement, because that's the difference, because anybody could beat anybody. I, I hate it when guys have close fights. Oh, I thought I won that fight. Dude. Make it decisive, man. Go out there and dominate. Go out there and kill. Like, even when I lost to Joe Benavides, and, it, it, you know, it was close. I felt like I won that fight, but I even take that L, dude, because I didn't do enough to really convey to everybody that I literally beat that dude. You know what I'm saying? Even though you do feel a little robbed. You know what I'm saying, Schmo? Like, it's my fault, the fact that I ain't put, I ain't put, the, I ain't put a fork in it. Okay. Well, we appreciate you admitting that right now, and we love the insight, Triple C. And let's talk about upsets. Let's talk about matchups. This upcoming weekend at the Apex, you got Islam Makachev headlining against Bobby Green because of the injury to Benil Dariush. And look at this. Look at those bet online odds. A minus 700 favorite. You're almost just guaranteeing Islam with those odds that he's going to win this fight. Can anybody yeah. in the lightweight division beat Islam Makhachev right now, Triple C? The only guy that could really do it is uh, is the champion, Charles the Bronx. He's the only guy that has that style to beat him because we saw what Khabib did to Gaethje. We saw, you know what I'm saying, which which I'm saying, and, and they're all friends of mine, but if I'm to be honest, it's almost like, hey, 
you know, you could possibly still take him there. From, from what I hear from a lot of people with Islam, that even his talk control is probably even better than Khabib's. Khabib himself edifies this dude like you wouldn't believe. But Charles de Bronx is, that dude's lethal, man. He's well-rounded. He doesn't mind being on his back. But that being said, man, I just want to, you know, send a prayer to uh, to Bobby Green. I think that's courageous of him. I think if Bobby Green wins that fight, I, I, I believe if he beats him, he deserves a title shot. Two weeks notice. He was like, super impressive over there at UFC 271 in Houston. Just dominating Nasrat Hakparas. And finally, Bobby Green, who's been in the sport for a long time, finally getting his opportunity to headline a fight card. But what do you make of these short notice fights? Do you think there's any advantage for Bobby Green? Or just talk to us, give the viewers insight on taking short fightest notes, short notice fights to begin with. No pun intended, right, Shmo? Did you say short? I mean, short. Hey, come on. All righty. All right, I got you. Um, it, it's a yes and a no. I, I believe Bobby Green, I believe the, the advantage is on his side. doesn't mean he's going to win, but the only reason why I say that is because when you're a last-minute replacement, you go for broke. You take more risk. You know what I'm saying? When a fighter takes more risk, his chances of probability of winning go up. So that being said, man, don't sleep on Bobby Green either, man, because a right hand can put anybody out. You know, everybody has that puncher's chance. The only problem is, is he's going, he's going, he's going up against Islam, and Islam's just a smart fighter, man. People can call him boring or whatever, but a guy that gets the job done, he has that wrestling base with some with that Sambo connection. Woo! Locked in damn doors. So everyone considered the winner of this fight between Benil Dariush and Islam Makachev getting the immediate title shot. Now that it's Bobby Green and Islam Makachev, do you still feel the same way? This right here is the number one contender fight. The winner here is a lock to be fighting for the lightweight strap next. Of course, man. Even, and I said it before, even if for some reason Bobby Green was to win, give him that shot. Because look at who he just beat. He just beat a killer, man. Somebody that, somebody that beat somebody like that, hey, bro, you deserve a title shot. And a two-week notice, you deserve a title shot at lightweight and maybe even at welterweight too, man. You know what I'm saying? But what are the odds? Or literally, what are the odds, Schmo? Listen, you could win some big money if you put your money on Bobby Green, but everybody's beatable, okay? Just could be, maybe not. He came out of the sport 29 and 0, we know it, but Islam's got a loss on his record. He's been taken out before. How do you beat this man? Because everybody's beatable. Triple C, you know there's a way to beat him. What would you do? What are you talking about, Islam, Schmo? Yes! Yeah, Islam is you keep it on your feet. You can you, you win the distance game. You uh you don't create wrestling scr scrambles. If he gets to your leg, you find ways to limp out. You cannot put yourself on the ground. Everything that you do, you gotta scramble. You gotta fight him. Hit elbows from bottom. You know, and honestly, uh, there's not that many great wrestlers in that division that are that are high level like himself. But if there is one and he has a good striking, then that means Islam would be in trouble. Shout out to Gregor Gillespie because he's a high-level wrestler and he is in that division. Let's no, make he, a debut of a new segment, shall we? Let's call this one the King's List. Over the weekend, the NBA All-Star Game, the 75th anniversary, they brought the 75 greatest players on the court. Hey, let's jump the ship. Let's get Henry Cejudo's top five UFC fighters of all time to date because this sport is still less course, than 30 years young. 
Awesome, man. Well, these are my top five. Number one, of course, Triple C. Number two, you know it's the king of cringe. Number three, man, how can you forget about C4? Number four, the greatest combat athlete of all time. And number five, Henry Cejudo. Well, that's quite the list. Very colorful. A lot of different people. But uh, Triple C, if you were to uh, take the humbleness away for two seconds, can we get a real top five? List right here. Number so one, Henry Cejudo. Number two, the king of cringe. Number three. <laughs> no, these, these, are, these are my top five. Number one, John Jones. Number two, Demetrius Johnson. Number three, Anderson Silva. And you know what, man? I've been thinking about a lot, Shmuel. I'm actually number four. I used to put GSP there, but I'm actually number four just for the simple fact that I, did, I won both of my bouts from the two greatest. Just because Bisping had a championship at that time doesn't mean he was the best in the world. I literally beat the best guys in the world. I beat three Hall of Famers in my last four fights. Demetrius Johnson, TJ Dillashaw, and uh, Dominic Cruz. And I, I'm going to have to put myself in that GOAT mountain, man. I, I used to think more of, uh, more of GSP, but in reality is, is uh, I still feel like he cherry-picked, man, with all due respect to the legend. So I'm going to have to put him at number five. So, so, so no Khabib, no Khabib on this list. You know, the, the, the boss man for Eagle FC, Khabib didn't make this list. We, we got to tell him to not watch the show. Yeah, yeah, he does it. He does it. I believe, I believe he's, I believe he's top 10 because he only had 12 fights in the UFC like me. But if, if he was to win a second bout and then win another title, then he would even be above me because he, that means he would be undefeated just for the simple fact that George St. Pierre didn't defend his belt at, uh, at middleweight. To me, it's almost like, all right, man, I I have one up you, even though you have more, even though you have more talent defenses. Look at the people that I beat. How many Hall of Famers have you beat? And like future Hall of Famers, this is what Triple C did. So again, John Jones, Demetrius Johnson, Anderson Silva, and then Triple C, and then George Saint Pierre. Well, all guys that you listed, I'm going to include Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson on that too because even at one championship with the hydration testing, I know he's fighting at 135 and stuff like that. So we're talking about guys who fight at two different weight divisions on that list. It makes sense. It's consistent. Listen, you've competed. Obviously, the future Hall of Famer. The Schmo's not going to argue with you there because uh, right, right off the bat, how can you? That's the list. That's Goat Mountain right there. Oh, it is, man. Well, I'm curious for your schmo, and you can be honest, man. I gotta be in it. Well, or am you know, I in it? With Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, obviously. I mean, we got I, the schmo puts GSP in there. The schmo does put John Jones in there. We do put Anderson Silva in there, and then we have to put Habib in there, and then Triple C. We got you in there. That's oh, the schmo's oh, five. Oh, really, man? So you're skipping John Jones? Is that what I'm? Uh... No, I put John Jones. I put you. Slightly ahead of Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. That's what I did. Oh, really, really? So, so how is it in order? If you're to count them down. John Jones, number one. Uh-huh. Oh, you're really testing the schmo right here. But what about Amanda <laughs> Nunes? What are we putting her, where are we putting her in there? No, no. After the last performance, man, if, that's, if you're going to call her, no. That's the woman's category. But go ahead. Finish off, schmo, with the men. John Jones, Habib Narmagomedov, GSP, Anderson Silva, Henry Cejudo. Okay, I made it. I made top five. And the okay. thing is with Anderson Silva, the Schmo had him higher than GSP. But unfortunately, in the world that we live in, it's what have you done for us lately? And just him not ending his career in the best of ways from the UFC, no, in the MMA realm. That's the only reason why. If he would just, if he would have just ended sooner, 
Yeah, you could. There was have, a no doubt for the you, you, Yeah, you could have Schmo, but it, it it doesn't beat the what is it the the ten title defenses that he had against. Yeah. you know against the Schmo. Against the really Schmo might flip flop back tomorrow. That it's Anderson Silva. That and plus they actually know what he had the boxing match too, and he just won. Anderson Silva ahead of GSP three four. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it. That's what we're gonna call it. And you triple C, you get that Volkanovski fight, you become the featherweight champion. Jeez, you go you go right up that list, man. No, right up that list. I, I think, sore. Of course, that would put me at number one. And there's there's no doubt, man. Numbers don't lie. Like like even for me in boxing schmo, like Manny Pacquiao to me is the greatest boxer of all time. Eight different divisions. Eight. He fought nothing but the best. Yeah, he has losses, but dude, look at look at who he's fought, man. Look what he was able to do from 112 pounds to already to 160, like ridiculous, or 54, whatever the highest he went up to. But that's the guy that I look up to, Manny Pacquiao. And uh, if I if I can follow that same road which I've have in combat sports, these we're guys that are we're on our own mountains, which is a trip. The Schmo absolutely loves Manny the Pac-Man Pacquiao fought Floyd Mayweather way too late. I believe it was 2015, both mid-30s. Had Manny Pacquiao beat Floyd Mayweather in that matchup, without a doubt, in the Schmo's opinion, the greatest boxer of all time. And the only eight division world champion, as you mentioned earlier. Completely agree. Let's bring things to this week's top moment brought to you by Bloomon, the best styling product out there. The Schmo and Triple C both love the fist oh, sample. Man. Check it out. Nice firm hold. 10% off. Bloomon.com forward slash Schmo. Uh, Big favorites here in the Triple C and Schmo show. Yeah, of course, man. But the blue mud, I love it. Do you see all this damn hair, people? Like, my girl loves it, too. It's not like it's gel where it gets flaky. Like, that stuff will stay in your hair, in your hair for hours. You got to wash that shit off. And it doesn't smell bad either. So speaking of not smelling bad either, the schmo was in the flesh in Miami. It might have smelled a little too much there because there's so much blood. All you smelled was blood for <laughs> Knuckle Mania 2. The biggest event they've had to date, man. They sold out the, the Qatar Hotel, Hollywood, Florida, the Hard Rock. And, man, Platinum Mike Perry, he gets this week's top moment. Because, listen, man, this guy's fought in his third different combat sport and sport overall in the past three years. He did the triad combat, a UFC fight, and now he goes to bare-knuckle fighting. He gets the W, the co-main event, and uh, he's a crowd favorite, man. Obviously, there's a lot of blood, a lot of stitches, a lot of guts. He got the job done right there in front of everybody. Platinum Mike Perry, obviously outstanding on the mic. The Schmo caught up with him in the locker room. Schmoments before he got stitched up. Man, did he not look good, but his spirit was great. Candid as usual, fan favorite. He gets this week's top Schmoment. Shout out to Luis Palmino as well. And still... Probably pound for pound the best bare knuckle fighter out there in the world. Great event overall over there in Miami, Florida. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, Shmo, but I know when I talked to you on the phone yesterday, like, I was like, I asked, I asked you, Shmo, I says, how was the event? And you're like, dude, that shit is brutal. <laughs> and the girls, man, Britain Hart, man, the stitches, the, the cuts that she had. The women were banging in there, man. Oh. There's just no shortage of action. Two-minute rounds, and these guys just, there's nowhere to run, man. You toe the line. Yeah, what is, Who strikes first? What is it? Like, the only thing that they're missing is, like, the movie Kickboxer. You know what? You know what that dude puts glass on his thing? Oh, and then he licks damn. it, and then he licks it. That's kind of what bare-knuckle fighting reminds me of. Like, I'm a fan of it, even though I haven't bought their pay-per-views, but 
I like what they're doing because you know what? There's some dudes that just go out there and say, hey, dude, let's just go, man, toe-to-toe. Let's see who the damn best are with our fists. Like, just nothing but fists. No gloves, no nothing, no tactical. Two minutes of just fury. And I got to respect that, too. 100%. Obviously, it's a tough way to make a living, but it's giving fighters another avenue. It's expanding mixed martial arts. Listen, these fighters, as you know, you're only as good as your next fight. If you can get another opportunity outside of the number one organization or the number two organization and fight in a different sport, more money, why not take it? More eyeballs. The schmo's all about the fighters getting paid. Now, let's wrap things up with an update. On your guy, the samurai, Yuri Prozhaka, man. Come on, man. February 26th, it's approaching. He's going to leave fight ready? Is he going to stay extra time? What's the deal with Yuri? Yeah, Yuri's going to go back home. He's going back to uh, the Czech Republic uh, tomorrow. And he's going to, uh, you know, he's going to spend some time back home because he's still got time. And I believe, speaking to him, he's still kind of teeter-tottering whether he wants to come back. But I told him, I said, I, I said, you know what you have here, man. You know what you're up against. I know you have the tricks and the trade and standing. But we always have to plan for plan B. And that's going to be the wrestling portion. So whatever it is that Yuri decides to do, I wish him the best of luck. But I know he's told me numerous times that he does want to come back and finish his camp here. But at the end of the day, man, he's the last samurai. He makes a decision. And I just want to wish my brother the best of luck, whether he's with me or without me. I will always be there in spirit. Well said. And Eagle FC 46 card. It's been announced March 11th. Kevin Lee, Diego Sanchez. By the way, the schmo will be there. We'll be able to have a post-fight reaction show right there in Miami as well. What do you make of that? 165-pound weight division debut. Oh, it's awesome, man. Oh, it's cool, man. And this is a a thing, man. Like, the people that are matchmaking at EOSC, man, it's just, it's perfect, man. Because they're not, you know, they're, they're putting, they're just putting together the right styles and from people from different parts of the world. And it's cool, man. You know, to be able to see Kevin Lee, you know, two, uh, you know, two uh, former UFC fighters that, that, that really brought a name to the UFC and helped it, you know, were a big part of helping it grow. I mean, it's going to be amazing, man. You know, I'm going to be out there and just remember that I'm bringing my shoes back. I'm bringing the platies back into Eagle 46 because the Eagle's about to land. We love it. And a big shout out. To the Hall of Famer, Sugar Rashad Evans. We saw him at the BKFC event. He got the job done in his debut in January with Eagle FC. And that wraps up the Triple C and Schmo Show. Remember to subscribe. I butchered that. Remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel and download our show anywhere you get your podcast. What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the Schmo. We will deliver. And we are. Ah.